Hello and welcome to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington, bringing you reviews from a Christian Geek worldview. And today on the show, oh my goodness, the Snyder Cut, it's finally here. I was so excited to watch this movie. A, a four-hour extended real version of what the Justice League movie was supposed to be, what, four years ago or so. Uh, and I am going to pretty much just review this as if it's a, just a completely different movie because it basically is a completely different movie. This isn't like the Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition, Ultimate Cut that was out of that. That added like a half an hour more to the movie, uh, which that that significantly made that movie better, in my opinion. That was definitely, I think, the that, that was closer to what Zack Snyder actually wanted out of Batman v Superman. This one... This is completely different. The story is completely different. Everything about it is is so radically different. You probably got like 20% of that original Justice League movie in this movie and that's about it 20 percent of like a two-hour movie inside a, a four-hour movie and that's about it. It is remarkably different. It is so different that it's kind of insane and kind of awesome. So that said, it's it's uh, basically a completely different movie, and so I'm just going to be diving into it in a basically reviewing it as a completely different movie. Uh, let's jump into the Snyder Cut. The God is dead. I had a dream. Almost like a premonition. I think there's an attack coming. My lord, this world will fall. Zack Snyder's Justice League. This is Zack Snyder's definitive director's cut of Justice League, determined to ensure Superman's ultimate sacrifice was not in vain. Bruce Wayne aligns forces with Diana Prince, Wonder Woman, with plans to recruit a team of metahumans in order to protect the world from an approaching threat of catastrophic proportions, aka Dark side is coming, and we we gotta stop this thing. I need warriors. I'm building an alliance to defend ourselves. How do you know your team's strong enough? If you can't bring down the charging bull and don't wave the red cape at it. Now this is a Zack Snyder film through and through. That, and that might mean you love it, that might mean you hate it, his, his movies are kind of divisive amongst audiences, but this is unmistakably a Zack Snyder film, and uh, so I guess be aware of that going into it if you're a fan of him or if you're not a fan of him, but I happen to be a fan of him. I think the movies that he makes are very cool, and I think the previous two movies that he made in the DC universe, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, were both very good. Uh, when I watched the original cut of Justice League, the theatrical cut that Joss Whedon came in and, and uh, did his thing with, I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. You know, there's, there's some characters in here that are kind of cool. There, there's some fun to be had here. 
but this is not nearly as good as a Justice League movie should be. This is this is not a movie that would be able to to really compete with the the Marvels of the world, the the Avengers of the world, right? We we need something different. This felt like a, a, a cross between this this kind of darker story that Zack Snyder was trying to tell and this like jokey kind of story where Batman is making jokes in the middle of the movie for no apparent reason and it, it was just it was kind of a mess it was it was a decently fun with some of the characters and stuff in there but it was a mess and I wanted something better and then they're like dude release the Snyder cut that became this big like mantra that was going around and I, I didn't expect it to ever happen because you gotta sink a lot of money into a movie that came out multiple years ago well, why is that gonna happen well okay government shutdowns and all that kind of stuff so suddenly now that seems like a more feasible plan to make a movie like that and now we have Zack Snyder's Justice League. We have the Snyder Cut, and we have the original vision for the Justice League movie. And like I say, it's very much a Zack Snyder movie. And dude, his his style is very cool. Just I mean, just from a, a visual standpoint, immediately, uh, very very cool. Every shot that this guy makes is beautiful, and it's so cool looking. And he knows. He knows how to make everything look as cool and as pristine as you can make a movie look, pretty much. Uh, some of the special effects, I will say, look a little bit special effect-y, but, like, the the shots, the choreography, and, and the, the visual flair of the movie is phenomenal. I will say, uh, unlike the, the Marvel counterpart to this, unlike something like The Avengers, this is very much more a plot-driven movie than a character-driven movie. And that's not to say that the characters aren't good, uh, but rather, y you can tell that Zack Snyder has this plan for this overarching narrative, both in this movie and, and what he wanted to do going forward. And you can see him working on that that plan and what it means for this this universe. And he has this, this much kind of grander, bigger focus than, than what I think a lot of the Avengers movies do and a lot of the Marvel movies do, where they bring it a lot more down-to-earth, a lot more relatable, even in its its biggest ones, even in its end games and stuff, they bring it all down to very kind of base, small human emotions and stuff, and, and that's one of the things that makes that work so well. It's It's definitely... I would say two different styles in, in filmmaking, and while I prefer the character-driven, over-the-plot-driven storylines, over-the-plot-driven over movies, uh, I do like the plot of this movie. I think it, it goes to some very crazy, weird places, but it's really cool. This is a, a four-hour movie, and... You know, in order to... Th that could feel way dragged out if there's not enough story there. But in my opinion, it didn't. In my opinion, I mean, yes, it's a long movie, but I watched it all at once. And it, it didn't feel like it was dragging out. It didn't feel like they were they were adding things to, to, you know, make the time longer or anything of that nature. It felt like there was enough story here and enough interesting things happening with all these different characters and with the overarching story that I was consistently enter entertained and interested the entire way through. Now, let's let's get into the characters. Let's actually get into the, some of the characters here. Uh, let's start off with The Flash. 
the Flash, uh, he's one that, you know, in that original movie, I was like, you know, okay, basically all the characters, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, th- that was pretty fun, that seemed kind of interesting, but uh, I would, we need more out of him. We get a lot more out of him, and uh, to be perfectly honest, I'm a little bit mixed on The Flash. Uh, I think... I think the actor is decent in the role. I don't think Zack Snyder is great at comedy, honestly, uh, because, I mean, what what if his movies are that funny? I mean, I guess there's some funny stuff in 300 occasionally, but that's not, a, you know, n- none of his movies are super great comedically, I would say, and I would say this movie would suffer in that department too. Uh, Flash is kind of the comedic relief a lot of times, and his comedy didn't fully work for me. It, it kind of felt out of place more often than it felt funny you know there's some weird like slapsticky kind of stuff going on with the flash and and just some some different things and it's like okay it didn't it, it felt a little out of place for me more so than it did feel funny to me that said he did have some more serious moments that i i thought worked pretty well i think uh the the relationship that they build up with his dad while you know fairly brief in the movie overall uh i thought was pretty effective and and worked for that character so i enjoyed that aspect uh cyborg they they developed cyborg a lot more in this movie uh really developing his relationship with his dad and that that aspect i thought was well done the 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 struggle that cyborg is is kind of working through with you know his his father is the one who kind of turned him into this monster as he sees himself and then you know him having to uh kind of come to accept himself and accept his dad and and all that kind of stuff some some good solid stuff there i would say uh wonder woman and batman might be the ones that got the least character development or maybe the least character arc i would say because i mean batman he his character arc didn't really change in this movie he pretty much he had the goal he he's like he's got to bring this team together and he doesn't really go much other places than that unlike uh unlike cyborg unlike you know a few other of these characters that i think they give more of an arc to though when you got this many characters i think not giving all of them as strong of an arc i mean it's first off it's just it's gonna happen and it works because i i do enjoy this version of batman and i do enjoy this version of wonder woman and so ultimately i think it works i think they're good characters and i I enjoyed them in this movie i enjoyed uh, some of their dynamics together, they probably have the the smallest story arcs. Interestingly enough, you know, unlike again, unlike the Avengers movies, I'm comparing this movie a lot to other ones, but unlike the Avengers movies, where the the biggest focus probably of those movies, they give out time for everybody to shine, but the biggest focus of those movies a lot of times is the 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 Captain America, Iron Man, you know, those those characters because they're kind of the biggest characters, whereas, you know, here, the, the big characters have a lot to do, obviously, but the, the big characters have a little bit, maybe less of a story arc overall. Uh, Aquaman, a, a fun character, uh, he's, he's, I don't know, I guess I would say he's very much the, the character that we've seen in his solo movie, I think they develop him even further in his solo movie, which takes place after this movie, uh, but, but I enjoy Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Uh, Superman, in here, uh, I, I don't think that's not a spoiler, right? 
it's it's not um, because we all we all know it right it's all in all the marketing and we've seen the previous movie so uh, Superman didn't have this awkward forced smile the entire movie uh, which is nice because I did not like that in the, <laughs> it just felt way too forced in the old Justice League movie I actually actually liked the way that they bring him back they kind of they they do it in kind of a cliched way to a certain extent you know it's the whole well I I, I don't want to spoil it in case you don't know so I'm not going to spoil it but they did do some kind of cliche with him but I think they did it in a way that worked and and Henry Cavill's performance really added to that and and made it work I do enjoy this version of Superman okay the main villain of this movie is Steppenwolf it's it's not Darkseid Darkseid is in this movie and I'm not going to say too much about Darkseid for fear of spoilers and stuff but Darkseid's cool Darkseid's bits in this movie are cool and uh it, yeah, that's that's all I'll say. Steppenwolf, such a lame, lame villain in the original movie, and he he honestly he was a character that I was like, all right, are they gonna save this character because he was so lame in that original Justice League movie, and they did. They honestly, I thought he was a solid, solid villain in this movie. Uh, you know, he's he's not going to be he's not on the level of like a Thanos or, or a, a Loki or a Joker or something like that. But he's an interesting villain and he has motivations that you understand and you you can kind of follow along with him and you see his his kind of story arc going on. And that was interesting, like just completely completely different from the just terrible kind of villain that he was in that original Justice League movie. Just such a, a major improvement in that respect. There's a lot of other little characters in here. Lois Lane's back. Uh, Commissioner Gordon, you see more of him in this one played by J.K. Simmons. And I, this seems like a fun version of, uh, of Commissioner Gordon. I don't know. He's probably not going to be in the Matt Reeves Batman movie, is he? He's probably going to be a different commissioner gordon altogether right because that's that's a different universe or is that a prequel they've said both ways i think it's a different universe anyway uh i like this version of commissioner gordon he seems he seems cool he, it's the kind of thing where uh if a batman movie came out and he was the commissioner gordon i would be like cool let's see more of him uh but yeah he seems pretty cool but we'll you know we'll see if he ever comes back in another movie i guess you know let's let's restore the Snyderverse here uh <laughs> so overall i'd say the characters are solid the characters are good uh again i think this is a movie that is heavier on the plot overall than the the character work and overall that's just that's a storytelling technique and uh I prefer one over the other, but I think uh, this one, the storyline in here is well done. Uh, thematically, we got, uh, I mean, it's just like the idea of uh, working together. If we all work together, we become unstoppable, you know? And then they they kind of, in some ways, apply that to the, the entire world. You know, if we all would just join forces, if everybody on Earth would just join forces and all get on one page, we would be unstoppable. And, I mean... Yeah, okay. I, I guess to a certain extent, I would be like, yeah, you know, okay, yeah, if we all could get on one page, that would be pretty cool. But the, I think the page that I'm going to get on is not going to be the same page as Zack Snyder's going to get on. And it's not going to be the same page maybe as you're on or, you know, something. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, if we could all get on one page and that is a Bible page, that'd be pretty cool. But that that's, I mean, it's, it's just, it's not going to happen, right? That's, it's, uh... 
it's it's just unrealistic, I guess. <laughs> um, it also touches on some of the the fatherhood themes that they started in Man of Steel, uh, which which I actually thought Man of Steel was kind of pretty powerful with the the themes of fatherhood and stuff in there. Uh, and again, touching on some of that stuff, I thought was pretty good. Uh, they're still playing with the whole you know superheroes as gods kind of motif that started all the way back in Man of Steel uh, with you know Superman going into the church and all that kind of stuff. Um, they're definitely still playing with that. That seems like uh, something that Zack Snyder likes to do with his superhero movies is have that kind of comparison to, to gods and comparison to the the all-powerful beings and all that kind of stuff. You can even see that in uh, Watchmen, which is his earlier superhero movie not connected to the DC Universe. Uh, well, not not this DC Universe. Anyway, um so, yeah, I mean that's that's something that he seems to be fascinated with, and is is definitely something else that uh, that comes up here. This movie, this, this, I mean, this is what I wanted. This is what I I wanted out of the Justice League movie four years ago. You know, uh, is it is it on par with the Avengers movies? Uh, no, it's I would say it's underneath the Avengers movies, but it's a, a great entertaining, fun, and just kind of huge, epic Justice League movie that that really, it, it brings everything together and it makes it work so well. It's the kind of thing where it's like they didn't have enough movies before to have all the characters have a movie, right? You know, much like, you know, Avengers, they had a movie for all of the characters except for Hawkeye, you know? And so in this, they only had a movie for for two, maybe three characters, if you count Wonder Woman in Batman v Superman, and then everybody else is new to this movie. And so it's like, okay, are they going to make that work? And I mean, it takes a four-hour movie, but they made that work and they made it really cool and i i wish this is what came out four years ago and i wish they were continuing the snyder dc universe because i really enjoyed this i really enjoyed this movie and uh yes bring back the snyder verse release the air cut let's do this you were sent here for a reason and even if it takes you the rest of your life find out what that reason is. Zack Snyder's Justice League is rated R for violence and some language, and I would give it a 4.5 out of 5 stars on the enjoyability scale. They said the age of heroes would never come again. where honor is a distant memory. Isn't that right? Batman. The Helix Reviews Podcast is a proud member of the Christian Geek Central Network, a hub of all kinds of cool Christian geeky stuff from around the web, all funneled to ChristianGeekCentral.com. Check it out. Now I'm going to talk about spoilers for this movie, and once again, so much of this movie is different, I would recommend uh, not listening to the spoiler section if you have not seen this. If you're interested in seeing this movie and you've seen the other Justice League movie, this is, it's so completely different that there is definitely some major, major spoilers that you could have in here that was not in that earlier movie. So, there we go. I said it. 
spoilers for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Let's do this. So let's just start at the beginning with some character introductions. Well, I guess technically at the beginning, you see some of the end of Batman v Superman. You see Superman dying. So I don't did when when Superman was screaming when he was dying. Was there all the shockwaves in Batman v Superman like that? I don't quite remember. I should I guess I should rewatch Batman v Superman to see that. I don't quite remember it being like that, but. That's that's a, a cool sequence, honestly. It, it's it's an odd sequence too because it's the thing that goes and wakes up all the mother boxes because like, I guess Superman's dead now. We can, it's it's they're okay. They know okay now it's okay to wake up. A little weird, but okay I guess. Uh, <laughs> so starting off here with some of the character introductions. Uh, Wonder Woman when she comes in and she's uh, stopping the terrorists that are going to blow up four city blocks or whatever they said they were going to, like a big, big area there. And then when she flies in and she's blocking all the bullets in front of the crowd of people, really cool, though maybe a little impractical. Like while he was changing his clip and stuff, she should have just bam and shot him out of the room and everything like she did a little later but it caused for a really cool sequence of her using her uh, gauntlets to block all the uh, the bullets all the way down the line that was that was a really cool sequence right there uh flash coming in and saving iris okay <laughs> here's another okay here's an example of uh flash me not liking flash as much in this movie as i i could have uh this was such a stupid sequence, honestly. Uh, <laughs> the special effects are cool, and the the you know the running super fast and everything goes slow motion is cool. But we've seen that before. We've seen Quicksilver do that, and it was extremely cool. And that was way better than this. So he runs out. So you know, Iris gets in her car, drives out. It's not paying attention. The dude's trying to like get his hamburger or something. He's not paying attention. Bam! They crash. She's like flying through the air. He runs out there and just like a total creeper is like he's like touching her face and he gets a hot dog and he puts it in his pocket and then he like saves her and just like stands there awkwardly for a couple seconds looking at her and then he's like oh, oh i gotta run away now okay and runs off and it's like what the heck uh, <laughs> I, I mean obviously that you, you kind of knew to a certain extent what was going to happen in that scene because you know it's like okay you, you see the signs leading up that she's going to get in an accident. He's going to save her, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he saves pretty girl. Uh, there you go. They fall in love. The, just But right from the very beginning, he walks into the store. He's got like a job interview, and she walks out, and he's like, oh, googly eyes at her immediately. And it's, it's have you have you seen, this is supposed to be Iris West, right? This is the girl that cast as Iris West. <sighs> so Evan, this is their first meeting then? This is the first time they meet? And... He's immediately like all googly eyed after it's just, it's just, it's so stupid. Honestly, like if this is their, their meat cute in this movie, that's just, it's just, it's stupid. That's, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Batman. Okay. So when Batman comes in here and he's, he's going and he's finding Aquaman, you know, out in the, the middle of nowhere, uh, very much like the previous Justice League movie, but the dialogue between them is different this time. It's less jokey. And it's less, it's less just Whedon, more Zack Snyder, I guess. It's more of a, a real conversation, honestly, I would say. It's it's just, it's more of two characters actually talking together in a way that seems believable instead of, hey, you talk to fish and stuff in a way that, I don't know, it, it just seemed 
too trivial and too jokey, especially for for Batman, for Bruce Wayne, who's somebody who who doesn't really joke. If he jokes, it's like it's weird and it's a big deal, right? Uh, so, <laughs> so I, I, I even even something like that, where it's like, yes, that scene, and it, it played out more or less like that in the original Justice League movie. You know, he goes and he asks him. He basically says no, I think, and and that was the end, right? So it's like even though it it basically went the same, the dialogue being different ultimately helps the movie and and made made it more interesting, made the conversation more interesting and more engaging. And overall, I I enjoyed this version better than that version, even though like story wise that sequence pretty much went down the same as I remember. Uh, I haven't seen that original i should rewatch that justice league movie just to to compare you know because i think i own it i think i own it um yeah anyway even just even sequences that are that are that were already there are so different you know it's it's kind of crazy uh cyborg cyborg just kind of shows up but the way Cyborg was made, okay, so in Batman v Superman, you see that little clip, you see that that video that I think uh, is Bruce is watching, I think, and he sees, oh, or no, it's Diana's watching it, isn't it? And then you know, the mother box comes, he floats, and it, it looked like the mother box merged onto Cyborg, so I thought Cyborg, like the, the robotic parts of Cyborg was the mother box, that's what I thought. And I'm like, okay, I don't know that I'd like that necessarily. Like, he's actually become this the, the Mother Box. But it's revealed in this movie, no, that's not what was going on there. The Mother Box was just reforming him out of material that was around him, reshaping the atoms and all that kind of stuff and, and turning him into the cyborg, which I do like better. I guess I like his comic book origin better than that, too. Uh, maybe he has different comic book origins, you know, in, in different timelines. That's honestly, that's probably the case. But I do like that better. I like that the in, instead of the him becoming the mother box, which I, I thought is what happened before, his, the, the mother box just kind of reconstructing him. I actually, I, I like that better. That's, I don't know, the, the whole him becoming the mother box thing I was just thought was going to cause problems down the line, and it, it would have, I think. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh... Darkseid, okay, we see Darkseid here, he's, he plays a very small role in this movie, honestly, he's, he's the bad guy that they set up for future, we see him in the past fighting a bunch of people, which is really cool, I'll, I'll touch more on that in a bit, uh, but the, you know, basically, he gets a few lines, he's the big bad that we're gonna see later on, he, he beats up a few people in the past, it's pretty cool, he gets, you see his laser beam eyes, uh, it's, it seems like it was, did he go to Atlantis, and that was that, or something, anyway, he has his laser beam eyes, and they go, bzz, 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 all twisted lines, and everything, just like in the comics, which are pretty cool, don't make a lot of sense, but are, are pretty cool, <laughs> Steppenwolf here, uh, a much better villain than he was in that original one. Uh, instead of being like, Mother! Like he's talking to the mother boxes like they're actually his mom or something. I don't even know what was going on in that original one with him. But here, he was like, he was a servant of Darkseid. He betrayed him. He was cast out. And now he's seeking redemption. And so he's bringing together the mother boxes to, to you know, give... Uh, ultimately to give Darkseid the anti-life equation. And, you know, so that's kind of his storyline. Ultimately, he fails. Darkseid doesn't really seem to care very much that he died because he doesn't like him very much. It's, <laughs> it's the impression that you get. But just 
just some of those elements of understanding Steppenwolf, understanding why he's doing, and you can kind of see that he, like, genuinely, like like wants to get back in the good graces of, of dark side and stuff like that. And it's, I don't know, it's pretty well done. Again, he's not the most amazing villain ever or whatever, but he's surprisingly good, especially after how bad he was in that, in that original cut. Um, Oh, and we actually see the attack on Themyscira. We see the attack on Atlantis. I don't think there was any of that pretty much in those other two movies. Uh, but yeah, we see, well, maybe there was a little bit or something, but the, yeah, we, this, a, a lot more in this one. And those sequences are very cool. Uh, it's, it's, it's very reminiscent of, of Endgame, I guess, or Infinity War rather, where you got Thanos going around and, and collecting all the stones. Here you have Steppenwolf going around and collecting the three mother boxes. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, okay, so when you do get the flashback sequence, dude, you see a, a whole lot of people. Because, you know, you got Atlantis, you got uh, everybody, all the old gods, and then you got the man, I guess, is the, the three groups that were all fighting together. And you had a Green Lantern in there, which was cool. I didn't recognize the Green Lantern from the past one. I assume he's probably a Green Lantern from the comics. But I did see... In uh, Cyborg's vision, when he's connected to the mother box, uh, I, I saw a dead Kilowog there because all, all the heroes and stuff were dying and stuff. And I noticed that the Kilowog was there on the ground dead, Green Lantern there. So that's kind of a cool thing there too. Uh, cool to see the Green Lantern showing up here. Uh, they actually have the, the Green Lantern symbol floating off their, their chest like they sometimes do in the comic books, which is cool. And... Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm curious to see what the future of the Green Lantern is in the DC Universe. If there's going to be much of a future, there was the one movie that kind of, that kind of bombed. And so, you know, which isn't a part of this universe, but it's like, uh, you know, I, I would be curious to see what the future of Green Lantern is. I, I'd be down to see more of them because, because, you know, there's some cool care. There's some cool Green Lanterns, you know? Uh, oh, and then that sequence also, you got Zeus, you got Ares, uh, you got Artemis. Ares was the, the villain in the first Wonder Woman movie. Was it played by the same actor? Honestly, I don't know. That's kind of interesting. But getting all, you know, those old gods in there fighting as well. I was wondering if they were going to have, uh, wait, is Hercules? No, that's different. Okay. Bringing Superman back to the, from the dead actually, I think, makes a little more sense in this movie, uh, than it did previously. I guess because they explain the mother boxes better because, you know, much like Cyborg before that I, I didn't know what, how it worked with Cyborg. In this one, it's like they actually explain them more and explain how they will change matter around them and stuff and how it changed the matter around him to save Cyborg. And so they're like, okay, we can do the same thing with Superman. And they bring it in. And then uh, when Cyborg has his flashback sequence, that's kind of crazy and cool that we, you know, that little bit right there. The, that whole sequence is cool, but then when when Superman comes out, I'm I'm not a big fan of you know characters dying and then coming back. But this is a the comic book movie, and that's I mean you kind of I've kind of resigned myself to this is just how comic book movies and co comic books themselves uh, work. You know, comic book stories just kind of work this way, which uh, kind of stinks in my opinion. But I guess it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> so you got Superman coming back from the dead, and 
I thought I thought his whole his whole thing coming back from the dead was more well done. You know, he comes back out, and for some reason, Cyborg shoots him. The, you know, his defense mechanisms automatically went off or whatever, and that never happened at any other point in the movie. And it's just like, really? Okay, okay, whatever. But it just gave him an excuse for Superman and to fight the rest of the Justice League and for them to show, hey, look at this, Superman is way more powerful than the rest of the Justice League, even the, the really powerful ones. You know, he's he's way more powerful than the rest of them, and he was wiping them out, and then, you know, Lois Lane gets there, and then it's, it's a lot of this is Henry Cavill's performance, because, you know, Lois Lane, he, they both fly away, and you can see him, you know, at their house, uh, you know, relearning, refiguring out what's going on, and then taking their time, taking their sweet time while the world's ending, by the way, but... <laughs> But kind of figuring out, seeing his mom again, you know, seeing all this kind of stuff and realizing who he is again, and then going out and becoming the, the Superman that, that we, you know, know and love from before. And, and I, sh I think that it, it was just, it was more well done. It was more fleshed out in this one than, than previously where they bring him back and it was all very rushed and fast and, and just not as good as it could have been, you know. I will say with the whole bringing people back from the dead thing in, in comic books and stuff, if they've planned it from the start and they planned how they do it and all this kind of stuff, I have less of a problem with it, and that is absolutely how it happened here. It's not like, you know, when they kill a character off and they're like, yeah, <laughs> Wolverine, you're never going to see him again. <laughs> of course, you're going to, you know, he's going to... I read the Death of Wolverine comic book storyline going, all right, but when's he going to revive again? And he's back already, you know? So it's like, he's... <laughs> it's not... It's just... It's 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 stupid when they kill a character and be like, yep, you're never going to see him again. And it's like, okay, yeah, but you totally are. This one, he killed Superman and even teased it a little bit at the end of Batman v Superman that you're going to see Superman again with the, the dirt floating off the casket and stuff. Which does make a lot of sense, really, considering how he comes back from the dead. But moving past that, I guess. <laughs> there there was obviously a very established plan there for how they were going to bring Superman back from the dead. And they went through with that. And I'm more okay with that than, uh, than again, if, if they just killed him off said, Hey, he's never coming back. And then some other director or something says, Hey, I want to bring Superman back. We have to retcon him back into existence. I guess that's the difference. It's not a retcon. It, it was it was an intention. It was a plan, you know. Flash time traveling back in order to save the world. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty cool. It's the first time we've seen this version of. And it's not the first time we've seen this version of time, Flash time travel, is it? He he popped up in Batman v Superman. We we get a glimpse at it, but he runs backwards through time and then you know saves the saves the world there at the end because even superman blew up with the power of the mother boxes and all that stuff which is is kind of crazy um but yeah that was that was kind of cool that's an interesting sequence it's uh yeah yeah that was an interesting sequence uh the endings of this movie and i say endings multiples cuz this is like a lord of the rings type situation where it, it couldn't settle for just one ending it had to have like five or something <laughs> so let's real quick talk about some of the endings of the movie here so of course the first ending is the justice league wins they're all standing there triumphant you know flash and cyborg are fist bumping they're all standing in a straight line looking awesome and stuff and it cuts to black and i'm like is this the end is that where it's gonna cut off and no no of course not they have an epilogue and the epilogue is the the other th three or four endings uh <laughs> so then we get the ending 
where, you know, it's it's the ending with everybody going to their homes. This is kind of closer to what I expected with an ending like this. You know, you got Flash going back and, and talking to his dad. You got Cyborg going back and listening to the tape. Uh, Wonder Woman going back to Themyscira, those kind of things. And then you have uh, Bruce and Alfred uh, planning to, to fix up and build the Hall of Justice, which is pretty cool. They don't got a satellite just yet, but hey, the Hall of Justice, that's pretty cool. Uh, then we get another ending where it's the the future dream ending. Ooh, okay. <laughs> we get another nightmare here. And uh, so we're in the future. We got Batman, Flash, Cyborg, and Mera. Mera with Aquaman's trident, and she's pissed off about what happened with Aquaman. So uh, Aquaman's probably was murdered horribly, I guess. Uh, we got Deathstroke in there with a mohawk, which is interesting. Oh, yeah, we have... I, I, didn't even mention that either. Uh, there's there's the other ending, somewhat similar to the ending, the the post credit sequence that was in the the original Justice League movie with uh, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor uh, talking to Deathstroke, and only in this one he gives him his identity. So it's a little bit different, a little bit different of a twist on uh, what was going on there in that sequence. But back to the future dream, Deathstroke is apparently working with Batman, but I mean, when you get somebody like Darkseid taking over the world, even the bad guys get to work together, I guess. Uh, and then you have the big surprise, which is, is, I guess it wasn't a huge surprise in a way because they showed a tease of it in the trailer. The Joker is there, and dude, this little short sequence with Jared's Leto's Joker is better than everything with him in Suicide Squad. He's creepy and off-putting and disturbing, but he really, he plays off of Batman really well here, and mm, he's he's good. He's a good Joker in this clip, whereas in Suicide Squad, I was like, I don't know about this Joker, and this, this really makes me wish we were getting the air cut of Suicide Squad, because Again, this Joker was good, and this is a Joker that I want to see. Was this the Joker that would have been in Suicide Squad had David Ayer ended up getting the movie that he wanted to get? I don't know. We'll see. We might see. Maybe, maybe not. Let's release the air cut. Come on, Warner Brothers. Come on, DC. Let's do this. Uh, so that's another ending. Very good. Very cool. Very crazy. Superman shows up. Oh, my goodness. Is he going to kill them all? Uh, and then Batman wakes up, and he's like, oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> very cool. Very cool, uh, and the whole the whole Joker talk was very cool. He mentioned uh, Robin, just some cool little Easter egg, cool stuff in there. Uh, just a great version of Joker, and just very cool tease for the future. And that's not the ending again. We get another ending with Martian Manhunter. We briefly saw Martian Manhunter earlier in the movie, and it's like, oh. That's weird. He's only showed up for a couple seconds and that's it. And then at the end of the movie, he comes over to Batman and he's like, okay, I've been hiding out here for a while. Uh, I guess I got to start helping like defend the earth or something. So uh, if uh, Darkseid ever comes around, you could just yeah, know, talk to me and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll help you guys out here, uh, <laughs> which is awesome. You know, this, I, I, I like Martian Manhunter as a character and I think that, uh, you know, if they make a Justice League movie with him, that's that sounds really cool because he's a he's a cool character, and I think they got a good uh, actor playing him too. He's a dude that I watch in Blacklist, and I like that actor, and I think I think he could be a cool 
uh, Martian Manhunter. They they the way they say the name of him is is kind of weird because he's like I have many different names, and then he talks a little while, and he's like, oh yeah, but uh, some people call me Martian Manhunter. And it's like okay, some people. Why did you choose that one then? Why didn't you choose John Johns or something? Anyway, <laughs> I just thought that was uh, a little silly the way he said his name. But overall, Martian Manhunter being in here is is pretty cool. You know, I let's you know a live action Martian Manhunter. When when have we gotten that? Uh, other than in Supergirl. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I have, a, I have a, a little bit of a theory here about what the whole Lois Lane is the key thing. Do we know for sure about what the Lois Lane is the key thing? Has, has they said what it actually is and stuff? Because in this movie they say, oh, Lois Lane is the key. And, and Batman's like, you know, because she was the one that brought Superman down to Earth. But, uh, but Batman's like, no, I think it means something darker. And uh, so, okay. So, so Lois Lane is the key. She's, well, what does that mean, right? In Cyborg's peak at the future, Superman is holding this this disfigured, it looks burned corpse. Is that Lois Lane is the question, honestly. Because uh, in one timeline in the comics and in the Injustice video games, if you've ever played that, uh, Joker actually kills Lois Lane and then sends Sp Superman spiraling into a path of, of evil. So is that what's is that what's going on there? If, you know, in the future is, you know, Joker or is Darkseid or is somebody gonna kill Lois Lane and then send Superman down this dark path that we see in Batman's future visions there. Is that what's going on? Also, who is it that did it? We see like Darkseid like comforting Superman or something, which is, is a little weird. Uh, and he's seemingly like on his side, you know, at the end. And then, so is, is Batman's team going back in time? They have Flash so they can, they can time travel. At least some of them can or something. So is, is Batman's team going back in time to save Lois or to kill Lois or what, what is that is that what's going on that's my guess and but Joker is there Joker's there to kill somebody not Lois right I mean does that make sense Joker's not there to kill Superman that doesn't make sense does it not dark side I don't know I'm I'm very curious as to, to what the answer to this question is, what, what exactly does all this mean I would love to see all this play out in a couple more Justice League movies with Zack Snyder directing. <sighs> Unfortunately, I, I, I tend to not think it's going to happen. That said, I didn't think this movie was going to happen. I didn't think they were going to actually make the Snyder Cut. And yet, the, the fans demanded it so much. And eventually, they made it. And it's here and it's awesome and I love it. You know? So, <laughs> so maybe we'll get sequels. Maybe if we push enough... We'll get sequels, and they'll release Justice League 2. That's the follow-up to this one. Dude, I hope that happens. I would be so, so excited to see that. So excited to see what the future of this version of the Justice League would be. And you can reshape everything back around this version of the Justice League if you have to. I don't think that would be too hard from what they've done since then. You know, with, with Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman 18, whatever year that is, uh, you know, those, I, you could, that could easily still fit around this version of Justice League, I think, and Shazam, I guess, is the other one, so yeah, yeah, I would, I, I, I want that to happen, I, I have my doubts that it'll happen, 
but I want it to happen. We'll see if it ever does happen. You know, I have my doubts, but either way, I'm glad we got this. This was such a cool, fun experience. Uh, I had to buy uh, HBO Max for a month, and so I got to be watching some other HBO Max stuff while I got it. Uh, I might end up watching the movie again just to just because I have the service and I, I really enjoyed it. And so while I got it, I might as well watch it again. I wish I could have seen this in theaters, man. I wish that they released this in theaters, but at least none of the theaters around me are playing it, unfortunately. So that's it. What did you think? Do you like the Snyder Cut? Did you like the original version better? If so, you're too crazy. Uh, <laughs> what did you think? Shoot me an email, HelixReviewsPodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you guys about this or about whatever's on your mind. That's it for this time. This is David Arrington of the Helix Reviews Podcast signing off. Bye-bye, guys.